scanning the crowd, I don't see a lot of kids. But if anybody wants to come join me up front, you're welcome. I might uh, make this opening a little interactive then. I'll ask all of you. Um, what are ways you try to get people's attention? Ah, oh, see? Oh, there's one. We raise our hands, wave. Yep. Whistle, shout. Sometimes call them by name, right? Uh, my son Kip, when he was younger, wasn't always aware of whether I was in conversation or doing other things, and he would just say, Dad, 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 <laughs> until I stopped whatever I was doing and turned my attention to him. Psalm 116 gives us some important reminders in our relationship with God. It tells us, as we'll learn, uh, to remember things, and it also gives us uh, tools for reminding ourselves, and, and I, I've decided those are different things. But one of the first things that we see in Psalm 116 is that it teaches us to remember that God listens and responds to us. The psalm opens saying, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him all the days of my life, for as long as I live. And so it opens with this very important reminder, and we'll talk of, about some other things that we really want to remember about God. But we want to remember that while we don't get everything we ask for right when we think we want it or need it, because we can trust God to make those decisions for us, we never have to vie for his attention. The God of the universe listens to us and he responds. And that in itself is pretty amazing. So I'll invite you to open up your Bibles to Psalm 116. The words will be on the screen, but um, I invite you to have your Bibles out so you can jot notes in the margin. And, um, and sometimes it's just helpful to like anchor our memory in what our page in the Bible looks like, and then we can find that passage again. Psalm 116. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. 
that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. In my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you today and we do give you praise. We thank you. And we praise you for hearing our voice and responding. For being compassionate and gracious and righteous, faithful and true. You have rescued us You've responded when we've called. You are great and mighty. And we pray that you would guide us now as we reflect on these words anchored in your word to guide us in our relationship with you and in our worship. We pray that through these words you would help us follow after you, talk with you, and follow where you lead. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as I was reading through Psalm 116, it struck me as, um, and I may be committing self-projection a little bit and putting a little too much of myself in the text, but it's read kind of like a note to self. It read kind of like a conversation I might have in prayer with God as I'm trying to talk with him about things that matter, but also remind myself of things that I already know. And so the psalmist declares these wonderful praises for who God is. And I I think the psalm breaks down into two significant parts, and they both function as as notes, kinds of notes that we might keep or use as reminders and remembrances in our relationship with God in our walk of faith. And so the first half uh, functions as a, a journal that helps us remember who God is and how he rescued us with his love and mercy. The second is a post-it, and we'll get to that. But the first is a tool to remember who God is, to remember his character, his identity, to remember the truths about who we are in him. As we walk through this first half of the psalm, I think we'll see that play out together. We've already talked about these first couple verses This praise is anchored in this personal experience with the God of the universe. 
I love the Lord, for he answered me. He heard my cry for mercy. And because he has turned his ear to me, because he has listened and responded, I'm going to stay close to him all the days of my life. I will continue to call on his name because he is faithful. There's no one like him. It's such an amazing truth that we can get used to, but when we think about how incredible it is that the God of the universe knows us, listens to us, and responds. Like the declaration in Psalm 8, when I think of the the moon and the stars and all that you've put in place, who am I that you would know me? And so when we recognize that the God of the universe, the eternal God, actually listens to what we say and responds, the psalmist says, it changed my life. I am going to call out to him and talk with him and stay with him for the rest of my life. Now this psalm is written in a time, like in response to a time of anguish. Instead of shuffling papers, I'm going to pull out the text here. Verse 3, it just keeps going and going. Like, the psalmist experienced real trouble. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. The psalmist writes, having this experience of living at the edge of the cliff, like feeling like death was coming. He didn't know where to turn. He didn't know how anything was going to work out for him. And he had no power of his own to change his circumstances. And he turned to the God of the universe and called out and said, Lord, save me. So this is a psalm of praise, but it, it's rooted in this experience of struggle. Where this, the psalmist has seen God work in their lives and brought them through trouble. And that experience has steadied them and given them great confidence in who God is and what he can accomplish. As we look at verses 4 and 5, this very simple prayer, I think, is also helpful for us to reflect on. It's different than than lots of the prayers I pray. (laughs) The psalmist recognizes that he's at the end of himself, and he just says, Lord, save me. Oftentimes, I go before God, and it's okay, I think. God has grace for me, and he receives it, and he listens to the things that I say. But, but I tend to go before God and say, Lord, I'm really stressed about these things. And I don't just say, I trust you. Lord, save me. I say, so, because I'm so stressed about these things, if you could just do this, and then make this fall into place, and make these people do these things, then I can rest, because everything will happen the way I picture it. But the psalmist says, the Lord is so trustworthy 
that I don't have to tell him what to do. I can just go before him and say, Lord, save me, and he will know what to do. As I was talking with my wife this week about this passage, she was struck by the fact that oftentimes we go to the Lord in prayer because he has all this power. And we trust the Lord's power. And I think that's one of the things that I try to tap into when I list all the things that I think he could do for me. But I think one of the things that this simple prayer helps us see is that we're invited not only to trust his power, but to trust his character. Verse 5 says, The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. He protects the unwary. And the psalmist reminds himself, when I was brought low, he saved me. When I was at the end of myself and I couldn't figure out what, I, what to do, and I wasn't sure I had the power to do it if I knew what needed to be done, the Lord saved me. He's gracious and compassionate and righteous, unchanging. And I can entrust myself to him because he's trustworthy. I don't have to tell him what to do because he already knows. And so we continue this, this journal to help us remember who God is. To remember who we are in him. To find our identity in him. And then I, I appreciate this next part as as the psalmist continues this kind of declaration of praise in the context of a note to self. He's praising God, but then he's also wrestling with himself. When I was low, the Lord saved me. But then it's like he can sense this anxiety building up in him again. And he says, Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Remember, the character of the Lord. He's gracious and compassionate. He's righteous. He's been good to you. You can rest in him. And those things that are causing you to be stressed and those, that angst that you feel as you're losing a sense of control in the things around you or the things in your life or the people you care about. Turn to the Lord and return to your rest my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. And then he turns again to the Lord and says, For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. He recounts this time of anguish. He says, I remember that I called out to you and I didn't know what needed to be done, but I just said, Lord, save me, and you rescued me. You brought me from the brink of death. And the tears that I was shedding that I couldn't stop on my own, they've, they've dried now. And I felt like I was just tripping over myself, stumbling. Everything I tried just led to more despair and struggle. But you've kept my feet from falling. 
And I think those pictures are also helpful for us to see kind of the power of that remembrance. As we turn and look to the Lord and we recount what he's done and what we know of him, we remember his character. We remember what he's done historically for his people in all time, but also personally for us in our own history with him. We recognize how he's saved us and rescued us and brought us through hardship in the past. And we see our temptation to respond to our emotions and just kind of blurt out whatever seems to make sense at the time, but as we remember him, we recognize that he can calm us and help us have a more steady posture and not just live out of our tears, live out of our emotion. Because when we do that, we just trip over ourselves. We just, we react. and We don't always think through it. But when we remember who he is and entrust ourselves to him, we find peace. And then he guides us. And our steps are a lot more steady. Even if we make mistakes along the way. And the psalmist says, I remember all these things. I praise you and I rejoice in you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. It's a powerful picture that I have the opportunity to be with you, to walk with you, to live in relationship with you even while I live out my days on earth. That I'm not only longing for the time when it will be perfected with you in glory, but I have the privilege of living my days here on earth in your presence. You, Lord, have delivered me from death that I may walk before you, that I may walk with you in the land of the living. And because I get to do that in the land of the living, then the people around me get to be encouraged by the testimony of what you've done in my life as well. And so the first half of the psalm invites us to use a journal. And remember who God is and what he's done. That we would find peace and be anchored. Now, there's this, before we get to the post-its, I'd just like to take a little bit of time just looking at these transition verses in 10 through 12. The psalmist says, I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. So I found myself at the end of myself. I recognized I was in trouble. I am greatly afflicted. And that is when I turned to the Lord. I trusted in him. In my alarm, in my haste, I said, everyone is a liar. In my anguish, I drew a conclusion that wasn't absolutely true. I just, I felt like everyone was letting me down and my life was a struggle 
And I just kind of, in my anxiety and angst, in my haste, I just blurted out, everyone is a liar. No one is trustworthy here. And while there's a piece to that that's true that echoes in the New Testament, it, the sense in the psalm is that I responded to my emotions and I blurted something out and I believed something that wasn't fully formed, wasn't fully true, but I trusted in you and you guided me through it. I think that's a helpful picture for us these days. So we're feeling a lack of influence and a lack of control in lots of things in our world and in our lives. To be reminded that in these times there are things that we think and are convinced of and believe that are, we're still in process. And all the conclusions that we make might not be fully formed. They might not be totally the truth that comes from God even as we trust in him. But he will guide us through it. And all those things that we remembered and wrote in our journal about who he is can give us rest and peace in the midst of our struggle. And so the psalmist turns in verse 12 and says, I remember being in anguish. And when I was afflicted, I trusted in the Lord. And not everything I was thinking was totally fully formed and correct yet, but the Lord moved in me. I had just spent all this time remembering those things. Now what shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? And so in the second half of the psalm, we see the kind of note that we're encouraged to use in our walk of faith as a post-it. Now, on various days, just about any day, if you came into my office, you would see about 20 different post-its scattered around my desk. Because in any given moment, there's something I need to remind myself not to forget. And I don't have time to work on it today, but when I come in tomorrow, I have to see a note that reminds me I have to follow up on that. And so the post-its function as reminders as we seek to remind ourselves what's important as we respond to God. The journal captures what we remember about his character and what we've experienced in our personal lives with him. And the post-its remind us what we want to do and the things that are important to be mindful of as we do those things. And so the psalmist lists all these things in this song of praise that are reminders as he wants to live out his life of faith in response to all that God is and all that he's done. And we'll walk our way through them, but I think we can summarize the things that we remind ourselves of in about three key reminders. One is to thank God because he rescued us and he is great and mighty. To thank him and praise him. Second is to trust him. It's when that anxiety builds up and we're, we're trying to live out, our, out of our emotion or just kind of 
trust our own wisdom and react to the things that are happening to us. We need to trust God and find peace. And the third is to obey. To stay close to the God who rescued us. To do the things that he said are good for us. So the psalmist asks, What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? And then he writes all these post-its. He didn't have post-its. 3M wasn't around. But um, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. So the first thing the psalmist says is, I will give a thank and praise offering back to the Lord. I will lift up the cup of salvation. And the beauty of that is that it reminds us that everything that we have to offer back to God was a gift from him already. All we have to offer is a part of what he's already given us. He has blessed us beyond what we deserve, beyond what we knew to ask for, and we respond to his goodness by giving some of that back to him. We lift up our cup of salvation. We only have the cup of salvation because he gave it to us, but we lift it up We give witness to it. We say, Lord, this is what you've done in my life. Thank you. And we continue this conversation. We will continue to call on the name of the Lord. I will continue to call out to him and say, Lord, save me. Lord, you are the great and mighty one who rescued me. Lord, I trust in you. Psalmist says, I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. You know, in my anguish and in my haste, in my stress, and even in my faith, I've made some commitments to the Lord. I promised him that I would follow him, sometimes in really specific ways. And when I think about who God is and how he's worked in me, what can I give back to God? I'm going to actually fulfill the vows I made to him. I'm going to obey what he said, and I'm going to fulfill my promises. Not perfectly, probably, but I'm going to trust him to continue to strengthen me and hold me close so that I can live out my days in the ways that he has called me to do that and do the things that I told him I would do. And I'm going to do this not only all by myself, but I'm going to do this in the presence of all his people. We're going to do this together as a community of faith. We're going to encourage one another and support one another along the way. Cheer each other on and challenge each other. That we would fulfill our vows together as God's people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. The things in our lives, the moments that mark our life matter to the Lord as well. He's aware of us. He knows our names. He listens to our calls and he responds. We are precious to him. Every moment, our whole life is precious to him. And so I want to remind myself of that. 
that this day that I live is precious to the Lord. As, as his servant, he's aware of the things that I'm working through and the things that I'm doing. And each moment has meaning and significance for him as well as for me. I'm going to write a post-it and remind myself, truly I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I'm not a slave, but I am a servant. I'm a servant and the son of a servant, the child of a servant. And so what is my reminder? My post-it says, I am not in charge. I'm not in control. I serve the Lord. I serve at his pleasure. He's the great and mighty one. He's the one with the perfect character that we can trust. I'm not trying to use him as my genie to do all the things that I've wished for. I want to serve him and see where he leads. I remind myself that I'm his servant. But he's been so good to me that I get to do it voluntarily. I don't have to be afraid of what he's going to do to me if I mess up. He's, he's freed me from my chains. But he's brought me close. And I serve him because he's good to me and he loves me. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. It comes back. And when we need to remember, remind ourselves again and again, I will do what he's called me to do. It's so easy to start doing other things. To mix up our priorities. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem, praise the Lord. So that reminder is, whatever comes at me today, whatever I'm asked to do in my relationships with other people, in my job, at school, I want to stay close to the God who saved me, who rescues me. I want to stay close to him. I want to fulfill my vows. I want to obey him. Because he didn't have to, but I cried out to the Lord and he, he answered me. He heard my cry for mercy. I want to stay close to him. In the courts of the house of the Lord and in your midst, Jerusalem, I, I want to be active among his people that my life would be a testimony to others. That we would give praise together. That as we do that, as we together work to fulfill our vows before the Lord, as his people in his house, and certainly outside in our community as well, that those who have not yet experienced 
that they can call out to the Lord and that he responds to them, that they would see him at work in our lives and hear our testimony and turn to him and try it out. So Psalm 116 is about remembering and reminding. Anchoring ourselves in who God is, who we are in Him, what He's done in the world and in us and for us. And then saying, well, in light of that, how shall I live? What can I give back to Him? Well, as I do that, as I live my days that I've been blessed with, I want to remind myself to thank the Lord, to trust Him, and to stay close to Him. Because He's been so good to me. Let's pray. Father God, some of us today may be living in that storm. We may remember a time that you brought us through in the past, but right now, it's hard to see what you're going to be able to do for us. Pray that you'd give us the strength to trust you. Pray that you'd give us peace beyond understanding. You would steady us in the midst of the storm. That we would trust in your power for sure, but even more in your character. You are the God who saves you love us more than we know, that you're righteous and holy and you only do good and right things. And we can trust you. Father God, we declare our praise before you today. We love you, Lord, because you heard our voice. You heard our cry for mercy. Before we even knew to call out to you, you sent Jesus to rescue us from the pain of our own sin, the, the problem and result of our own sin. We pray that you would rescue us. We cry out, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So we pray that you would help us remember and be rooted in who you are and what you've done. The things that are true and the things that you've promised. We pray that as we live out our days, you would help us remind us of the things that are important as we live out our life of faith. Help us to trust you, to thank you, and to obey. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.